Sit down. We got them union workers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we're north, we are. And I'm down trouble count. Hang on. Good job, Kenny. They're so small, they only have 2%. Going job. You're not doing a good oh, job. Wow, we got the low rate of land over here. Damn cowboy. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me roll them up. I'm a Florida redneck. Over here. I, I, I deserve cowboy in my life. Sit down. Chevron Seahawks. Come on. You don't need your mama's permission. This is the Battle Podcast. Oh, Jobo Cop. Hey, guys. Uh-oh. Don't start with that shit. Uh-oh. Don't even go there. Now, your host. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Bob Manejani. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Yeah, what up, Ray? Fritz. What's going on, Ray? Fritz. Cop. Where is the Jobo Cop? I'm right here. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Boy, you need help. You really do. I mean, <laughs> like, you're like a Jim Perry of every battle podcast. I'm here today. Oh, wow. Chip is here. I dude. took a oh, day Chippa. off. How you doing, Maynard? I'm good. You know Joe, why they call him doing? Chippa, don't you? Chip Maynard? No, I thought. Yeah, Maynard here. I thought. I thought, <laughs> I thought they called him. I thought they called him old Chippa it's because because he kept chipping his cups. But uh, according to Mike, you know, he's trying to get into baseball shape. You know, he never never knows when the bigs are going to show up. So you know, he wants to be called Chippa, old Chippa Maynard over there, just in case somebody shows up. I just love to play. You love to play, all right? Yeah. He just did my voice. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you're getting good at this, Mike. Yeah, I did. Like, oh, Mayna, dude. Mayna. Yeah, look at Mayna, you. Mayna, yeah. Mayna I just here. love yeah. to play. Mayna here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Mayna. Old, uh, damn it, Josh did a hell of a job taking up for you last yeah, week. Yeah, filling yeah, in for you. Because you, you couldn't get your ass here. Like oh, shout out to damn it, Josh. Good job, brother. Good job. Oh, damn it, Josh came in here hardcore, you know, hardcore. Oh, he did, man. Yep. He did. Coming he, in hot. He, he said he was listen gonna, to it. He said he was coming here for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> set the record straight on what's going on in the gym. <laughs> I, I can't mean, wait to listen to I it. I told him, I said, I'm not happy with the results I'm seeing because <laughs> the last time we went in there, my 127 uh, pound son was pushing up more weight than you are. So I don't dude, figure out what's going on. That is you know, incorrect statement. Incorrect statement. If you're in the best shape of your life, dude, I got to tell you, I hate <laughs> to see how bad you were. See, Good night. See, now it's all wording. Nurse. Best shape of my life. Well, that's, hey, that's what the trainer said. The trainer, the said, trainer said, you wow. told him that you're in the best shape of your life. You're ready for the bigs. You best know? shape I've been in a while. Oh, in a while. Like, okay. Uh, I was gonna say, this is, I'm not winded running around the bases as much as I used well, to. Yeah, listen, you know, you're I would never winded, say nothing though. behind yeah. your back. I wouldn't what? say to your face, you know, so. I said, if you know, you that's the best shape you're in. I mean, what are you trying to do? Compete in a pie eating contest? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's bullshit. Man, you know what? You know what I'm surprised about is, damn it, Josh did not bring up that freaking chili once oh, last yeah. week. I was getting ready I'm to glad say. that chili didn't get brought up at all because this is tight quarters. Oh man, we had Joey over there bloated. We didn't even know oh, Josh was going up chili. Oh my gosh, dude, it was so f- funny though because Josh didn't bring it up, and I'm just wondering what is Josh's. Like, what is his regiment for his meal prep? <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, because I'm thinking well, we, about it. We know, know. We know he's drinking Mountain Dew because God's red. not taking it. Cold red. God's not taking it. It's that cold Mountain red. He drink, you know what he told me? He told me he said he drinks cold red because it represents the body and blood of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Josh. I love so, that guy. Mike, did you, get, did you get the record straight on him about the Mountain Dew? I know you would tell us that he said that, you know, God wasn't taking it from him, but did you get him straight? Did you do some, you know, some, some serious prayer time with him on that or what? <laughs> I would say no, because we never brought it up. 
<laughs> oh, so he knew better shit. to bring that shit up again, would you? Huh? I ain't bringing that shit up again. So you know I, what? I, I, $5 says he uses it for communion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, hey, don't laugh. When COVID was going on, Josh is probably eating Ritz crackers and drinking cold red for communion. I'll tell you right now. Uh-oh. We almost lost Joe. Oh, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Feel it. You know it's a Jesus. <laughs> Dan, Mayna brings out the bestness sometimes, don't he? Just by showing up. Oh, know? man, that's great. Just having him here. Just having love him here. You're welcome. That's what yeah, I don't, I'll tell you, I got love them glasses he's got going on yeah, there, dude. dude. I swear. He just doesn't bring beer. I just anymore. want to punch him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You remember that? What's I, I heard that Step Brothers, Step Brothers, where they would, guy was like, you just got one of them faces that looks like a, like <laughs> a mitt. I just want to. Just want to punch in your suck hole. <laughs> I, know, I figured I've been wearing glasses my whole life when I was a kid. And now all of a sudden I want to like, I was like, eh, I want to wear them. I got to tell you something. This is a truth. Because I was busting your chops about your glasses. You know what my wife said? What? She goes, he looks really good in those glasses. I appreciate it. I that, said, John. well, you know what? And I'm going to let him know that because I told him, I said, it looks like he's wearing a pair of freaking goggles. <laughs> I'm ready for a baseball game everywhere yeah. I go. He's ready for a trial you know for what Falcon the, in the winter. You soldier. guys know what this is. This is the main is the big screw you with what's going on. All them guys that bagged on his glasses back in the day, look at me now, right, baby? <laughs> that's right. You know what? I'm, him, I'm just, I'm just glad his uh, sport of choice isn't swimming because that's some bitch be walking around with goggles on the whole time. <laughs> I mean, did he come in here looking like Michael Phelps? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? He's kind of got the Tim the Tool Man Taylor what going on, man. You know, I love him, though, man. Hey, back off to Maina, man. He brought the beer last time. No, he the time beer before. For two weeks. Oh, he's been like That's two true. weeks. It's been a while. I should probably. We still love beer. you, dude. Still love you. Though. You know, one thing you can say about Maynard, though, he's prepared both on the field and yeah. off the field. Hey, yes. on the field, man. So, <laughs> love you, brother, man. Yeah. Love you. Glad to have you here, man. Glad to be back. So you know what? Last week we talked about facts and feelings. Uh huh. So Jobo, what kind of facts we got on our social media? Oh, look at you! That was a. <laughs> Um, so on our Instagram pages, I'm telling you, we, I guess the big news this week is that we're preparing next week to go live. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be really awesome. So the next time we prepare to come back and, and do the podcast here on the battle podcast, we are hoping fingers crossed. We have got the lion's den all prepared and ready to go. And we're going to be having a brand new live stream. And we're going to be pushing that live stream out on our social media platforms, specifically our Facebook and our YouTube uh, as well, I believe. Um, we got to figure out which one we want to go to. I, I'm going to let the producer, Fritz, figure out which platform we put. Yeah. Hey, what about Rumble? We thought about Rumble at all? I, I, don't, I don't rumble much. Are you going to rumble around? No. I've been on rumble. Hey, well, I, I like know uh, some chick on keto does rumble. I've heard, I've heard a story. Yeah. Boy, I'm, subscribe. Boy, I'm helping you out today, ain't I, brother? Thank you, brother. You, well, I love you ain't lying. I shot a video on her channel today. Did you? Yeah, check nice. it out. Yeah. I cooked her something. Nice. Oh, uh, you liked it. Well, look at you. Yeah, well, ain't, right. you the, ain't you the that bad big brownie point right go. there, man. For about five minutes. You'll be, you'll be in the shit again. <laughs> oh, you know time, it. Hey, you know? hey, speak, speaking of... I only of, need five minutes. Speaking, yeah. of key, <laughs> speaking of keto, hey, John, how's that diet of yours going, brother? Dude, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle, Ray. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh. And that lifestyle <laughs> is pizza, pizza, pizza and beer. Go. He's Here. looking pretty pale. I've been talking with damn it, Josh. He's going to get me on a regiment. All right, so An just, regiment. just so everybody knows. I mean, I'm down. Hey, I'm down with Cheetos and freaking Code Red. <laughs> I'm all about it. But it's got to be. What are you laughing at, Mike? I'll be the shit you eat. Don't even try playing like you're on some kind of eating regiment. Listen, man, you got to get Chipotle that steak and shake chili in there, too. If you don't have the steak and shake chili, yeah, you, you got to have the chili. But listen, yeah. like Josh, I'm telling you right now, I'm not doing the chips. Not doing the chips. <laughs> you got to do the chili, though. No I mean, no but, problems. you know, you can, yeah. take, you can take the chips. 
But you're not taking a steak and shake chili, and you sure Dude, ain't taking that's my last, Mountain Dew. I'll that's the last thing your ass needs is some chili, because, my God, you're already <laughs> hot aired. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. There, boys. Thank you, Fritzy. Oh, thank you, Fritzy. Thank you, Fritzy. <laughs> we don't need it coming out the other end. That's, that's what sure. I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. This well, lion's good, in to be this, fumigated hey, by the, the time it's done. The good thing, though, is, is we got the main back, and we, I'm sure we got all kinds of stats for this next this next segment. Okay. How are we looking on the stats? Speaking of fumigation, go ahead. Oh, they set up. Here's oh, Chip. What's up? Dude, I sent you the notes for the show. Did I not? You sent me the notes. You got one freaking job to do the stats. Is that what it is, right? Found the stats of our broadcast and how we're doing with listening. Oh, is that what it is? How is that? So talk to us about that then. Things are great. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's bullshit. (laughs) Things are great. No, but seriously, uh, <laughs> we're hitting more, more downloads. Glad you're okay, Chip. Okay. Good two, job, Maynard. In good one year, job. And normal. Uh, so besides that, uh, everything's good. Everything on term in terms of our listening audience, we got a. I would do say, do we have new an audience? Country. Yes, we do have an audience. Well, yeah, Tell I'm us looking. About I'm that, looking at our stats yeah. right now. Chip. How many downloads do we have in March? Tell us about the audience, Chip. Here's Chip. Things, bring it up. Things <laughs> are good. Things are good. Things are good. Everything's good. I'm getting my kid at school. <laughs> Listen, now you're blaming my you're blaming a child. Look at him. Look at him. I'm the master of blaming. Uh, I know. Everything's great. Well, you can't blame great. Josh because you didn't pick them. Ray Ray all day picked picked them up. You know what? <laughs> Excuse me. Allow me to interject. In India, we've had 317 listeners. Wow. <laughs> We love them people in India. What up? You, you want the stats, Mainer? <laughs> He's got want... him. Let him let him do his thing, Joe. Okay. Don't don't steal okay. his thunder. I, I don't want the one upper. No, yeah, but he's stealing my picture of the stats I sent him. <laughs> well, so you should have been able to pull it up in five seconds. What's the problem? It took me five man. seconds. It took you five minutes. What are Dude, we doing? If, if he's if, he, if if this shape he's got into has got him this slow on the trigger. I hate to see him behind the plate. I really would. Hey, just because he's not round in your shape, then, oh, you yeah, know, okay. he's up on the match. Come, come on. The 317 was was just between March. Okay. That's actually really good. He's working on his bunt game. His bunt game. No, everything's going good. I'll just leave it as that. Things are good. out to the bunt guy. Things are good. Oh, man, we love you, bro. We do love you. We're doing good. So, hang on. Chip. Yes, sir. What the hell are you waiting on? Johnny's been busting your chops about this. <laughs> I know. You, you, you've got the stats right there. You got it right in front of I you. I really don't have anything that's worthy of bringing up on the show. What are you talking about, what? guy? We got all kinds of stuff that's worthy. We got 317 downloads from India. Who, who else we got? How are the Americans the US. doing? U.S. U.S. Hey, we uh, love our we love our listeners in the don't U.S. Don't make me play music during your segment there. Oh, we're almost there. So we had almost 600 downloads in the month of March. Nice. That's good. Nice. That's a that's a pretty chart you got. That's a pretty chart you got there. So we're sitting about six thousand since we started the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unique downloads. Unique downloads. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. You're getting. I think unique means new. New downloads. Yes, it does. Yeah. So for everybody out there listening, it's extremely exciting. I know, right? For everybody out there listening, it's okay. So it's just for everybody out there listening. 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 For everybody. For everybody. You're not allowed to curse in here, Chip. I'm worsening. Uh, I'm wording some words to John. Oh, right now. yeah. <laughs> but I will not drop the F bomb on this project. You damn right you won't. I won't put up with that shit, Chip. Oh man. Chippa. So for everybody out there listening. <laughs> What the hell are you waiting on? Share us. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That's 6,000 in a year. And for goodness sake, 
Just email for it. It ain't been a year. Yes. Yes. The Battle April. Podcast. Please, that make my day. The Battle Podcast. We started in April, brother. Did we start in April? It, it's yeah. April, right? And we're not even April fooling. Are we oh, in April? Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. It's been a year. You're right. Good Damn, you are. We're season two. We're season two. I've been redneckinized. I mean, I'm glad you hanging out with you has officially made me dumber. I'll tell you right so, now. Don't, hey, don't hate the player. Hate the game, man. You're good at it. I'm really stupid right oh, now. Oh, boy. So we had 50 episodes. Oh. Now we're at, what, 52 in yes. a year? Pretty nice. Yeah. See, my trick is making you dumber than me. I think there's 52 <laughs> that, weeks That'll in never a year. happen. That <laughs> sounds about holidays. right, Fritz. I believe that's uh, obvious. There's holidays, so I don't think... There is the, holidays. No. Yeah. Well, there's work days. And there is work days. Weekends, right? you and know, then there's so you got to factor those days. in. And then, yeah, then, yeah. then there's weeks of days. Well, then you got Christmas. Days of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Daylight savings. Yeah. And, yeah. Easter. And then you had freaking leap year. I mean, that's... You throw that in there. That crazy everything. I mean, last year was just like... What yeah. the hell is going on? <laughs> what am I calling everybody on on this shit? <laughs> there you go, Chippa. Get in there. So what the hell are you waiting on? What are we waiting on? Who knows what we're waiting on, man? If you want it, go get it. Yeah. Move. You can't You, you can't right. lean on a shovel and expect a hole to be dug. Right. You have I'll got be right back. I'll be right back. Go. Yeah. I'm going to go get it. Let's That's do a country it. Song. Okay. That's a country song. But you do. You got to go get it. You can't. Yeah, like I said, you on a shovel. That's right. You can't do it. You can't lean on a shovel and expect a hole to show up. Well, you make a good point because everybody wants it, but they don't want to do the work to go get it. Exactly. You know, and they want to wait on everything and everybody else and make excuses and not go after what they need to be doing. Yes. Yeah, they'd rather blame you. Yeah. It's not getting done. Well, it's a lot easier than looking at yourself. Ooh. You know, oh, I was going to do this, but you know, Joe wasn't ready or I was going to hang the TV, but John wasn't there. Yeah. Well, that's fake. That's, that's not true. I that, showed up. That, that goes <laughs> back to our last podcast. real good on that. Fact deal. is, Joe was always ready. Oh, here we go. Fact. That's fact. Uh, <laughs> that's a fact. Don't get caught up in your feelings. That's episode Joe 51, ladies and gentlemen. Feelings. Fact. <laughs> fact. Uh-oh, Joe's getting caught up in his feelings again. Factoid. No, that's fact. <laughs> Jim, I like that. Jim Carrey's showing up again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get him started. Let's, get, let's keep this thing on the rails, okay? But the bottom line is, is that we sit back as men a lot of times and we talk about what we want to do and we talk about what we want to be and then we sit back and we wait for it to happen. Right. It ain't going to just happen. You got to make it happen. That's it. And it's not always about work or gaining money or fame or fortune or whatever it is. It could also be, I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. But it ain't going to happen just with you sitting there. You got to go make it happen. You got to make choices that are going to make you a better husband, a better father, a better employee, a better boss. Well, you also have to remember this. Everything that we do in life comes with a price. Everything costs you something. Yeah. As we talk about that all the time, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. Well, that's one of the, my favorite conversations to have with Mike because Mike likes to do everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I got to tell Mike, dude, you got to pick your poison, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about that all the time. It's like, you know, you got to make sure that you're not, you know, mm-hmm. getting caught up in trying to do everything and then you can't do anything because, yeah. you know. So we got to, we got to really think about as men, you know, what are we going to have the biggest impact? And then we got to go get it. We got to go make it happen. What are we willing to pay for it? Mm, Are you willing to sacrifice? Exactly. Are you willing to sacrifice time with your family so that you can have a big boat? Well, I guess the the question you got to ask yourself, what's more important to you, a big boat or time with your family? That's it. Exactly. That's what we're getting at. Yes. You're going to pay for it one way or the other. Mm Mm-hmm. You just have to be willing. But there's also a procedure in which we, when we make those decisions, we have to make sure that we're making a decision that's benefiting the overall outcome, which is exactly 
ties back into what? Are we are we going to be on the boat on the weekend, or are we going to be with our family? Exactly. You can have your candy and eat it too, though. You can have your family on the boat on the weekend. Well, that's it. You Am know, I willing to sacrifice an know, extra hour a day at work and not seeing my kids? Yeah. So that we can spend an entire weekend on the boat, right? Mm-hmm. So we're just using that as an example. Exactly. That's what I'm, we're getting at is that you have to weigh all of your options because you're going to sacrifice something when you're going after and, something else. And I, you know, the vibe I'm getting from this conversation is if I'm a dude in this situation, how will I know what decision or open door to go into? And I guess this will be a, a really good question for John to maybe try to tackle because, you know, there, there's so many opportunities and so many doors that open up in our lives and, Obviously, some is going to lead us down a path that's going to take us away from our wife or away from our family. I guess the question is, is what is the end result you're trying to, to achieve? Right. That, that, and that, you that's know. what you got to ask yourself. What am I trying to get out of this? I mean, yeah. because at the end of the day, I mean, if you're trying to, uh, for the simplicity of the show, I mean, if you're saying, okay, I want to be a good father. Well, what are you willing to, what price are you willing to pay to make that happen? Well, number one, the, the most costly thing that we have in this world is time mm-hmm. because you can never get any more of it. You can never get it back. You can't get any more of it and you can't extend it. You just, you just get what you get and that's it. Now we make more money. Yeah. But time is the most valuable commodity that we have in this, in our lives. So are you willing to sacrifice time to invest into being a good father? So your answer is whatever, whatever wow. you're wanting to sacrifice for, that should be the mindset in which the opportunities that you want to take towards. Right. right. Yeah. So as a perfect example, as a matter of fact, today, a buddy of mine, we were talking about our jobs, what we do and how we enjoy what we do. And we're kind of sacrificing in a, in an, as the world goes, it's not a worldly sacrifice. What we are doing, we are actually sacrificing income, monetary income to be with our children and to be with our wives. Mm-hmm. We could easily make significantly amount a significant amount more if we wanted to work more, if we wanted to work weekends, if we wanted to do things like that. But we choose and we sacrifice monetary income so that we can be with our kids more often and our wife more often. So that's that's the sacrifice we make. And that's a little, it's opposite of what the world tells you to do. The world tells you to go get all the money you can get, get all the toys, get the cars, get the boats, get this, get that. And at that rate, you're sacrificing time with your kids. Well, in my particular stance, we're sacrificing the money to spend time with the That's kids. That's the price. That's the price we're That's paying. The cost. Yeah. But you're leaving an impact on your child. Right. It's going to literally change their whole life. That's it. Their perspective and their trajectory. Exactly. And if you don't have kids, if you're, if you're a single guy out there, you, what we're getting at with this podcast is that you need to go get it done. You need to go do it. What the hell are you waiting for? Don't just sit on your, don't sit on your heels and watch the world go by. But you also have to understand that there are going to be sacrifices. So even if you don't have a wife and kids and stuff like that, you're still going to sacrifice. Like some people, it might be their health yeah. for their job. Um, when you're a welder, you you have you you inhale grinding dust and smoke and stuff like that. But you're doing that job because it's what you're good at and what it's what provides for your you know family. your family or whoever yeah. it may be. But you're making a sacrifice to do that. And of course, you're trying to do the best you can. You try to stay out of it. And you know, there's there's things you can do to mitigate the consumption of it. 
but you're still making a sacrifice. You hit on a good point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, I've, I've heard the term recently with a couple people in my company leaving calculated risk, picking a calculated risk. Yeah. It's like looking at it and saying, all right, if, if I take this job for less pay, how am I still going to be able to support my family? But is it going to help me on my family side? You know, right. thinking about it that way. I, like I've heard that term a couple of times by some people that I work with about taking a calculated risk. Like, do I take a job because I like what I want to do better? Or, you know, I, I don't know. I've thought about it actually quite a bit recently. So no, it's because yeah. the end, it all comes back to the end game. But one of the things I want to touch on that's so important uh, when we talk about, you know, what the hell are you waiting on? One of the words that we talk about here that, that affects us all as men is fear. Oh yeah, and, and a lot of times yeah. we hide behind our fear and we don't allow ourselves to step out, to branch out, to go after what it is we, we know that we've been called to do or what we're yearning to do. Because listen, every single one of us has something inside of us, right? Mm-hmm. There's this yearning that, that burns deep within us because that's the way we were created. And, you know, sometimes we use fear to, to hold us back because we are afraid if I do this, I may fail. If I do this, I may, it may cost me this. You know, you talk about the job, you talk about, but again, we talk about what's the most important thing to you. And I'm just going to tell you, if you're a man and you know, you should never, ever sacrifice your family for anything. Especially a job Mm -hmm. because the job is not going to love you back. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, why do you have a job? Support your family. Well, yeah, if you're, if you're a husband and a father, you want to have a means of supporting your family, right? Support yourself. But I think maybe circling back to Ray, if you're a single guy, Mm -hmm. you don't have a family. I feel that there's actually healthy goals that you can set for yourself to maybe you want to, maybe you don't want to live in an apartment your whole life. Maybe you actually want to own land or have a house. That's actually a really healthy goal. Get up off right. your ass and go get it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, fear, though. You know, you know, binds you up. Yeah. You, if know? You're, you know, there's so many things in there in, in, in that process that can get in our mind. Wow. I don't have good credit or the bank's not going to do this or blah, blah, blah. I'm just using that as a situation. But if you're a single dude, there are healthy goals that you can self, set for yourself to make you actually have a trajectory where you want to land. You make a great point because I know I've talked to Fritzy about this because he's got younger sons, you know. They're in their 20s and my son's 20. And I always have this conversation. It was like, well, you know, what's the end game? What do you want to accomplish, right? And it goes back to what we said before. What's the price you're willing to pay? If you want to live in an apartment, you want to move on and get on your own, you got to get a certain job making a certain amount of money. You got to put in a certain amount of hours and you got to be, you know, disciplined with your spending. Yeah. I mean, are you willing to do all those things to, at the end of the day, to get the, the, the end goal, which is to live on your own in your own apartment. You know, do you want to live in a nice apartment or do you want to live up in a beat up apartment? Do you know, do you want to own a house? Like you said, do you want to drive a decent, all these you know, decent car, you know, all these different questions you had to ask yourself. And we could sit around all day long, especially the young dudes that are listening to this. You can make all the excuses you want to, but the only thing that's standing in your way is you. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's the only thing that's because right now, this is a time in your life, you young guys that are listening to this. This is the best opportunity you're going to have right here, right now to do what you want to do based upon you at this moment. Because when you become a husband and a father, you got to make different decisions, different choices, because it impacts different people. It impacts your wife now. It impacts, you know, it's just like you were saying, Joe, you know, you, you know, you, you got married and you're what, 30 I was about, yeah, 31. 31, 20, right? Yeah. And you, so you've gone all those years. It was about 
you at that moment, right? What are you going to do to get you going, right? Yeah. Now you bring in a wife. And that was a big process, dude. I mean, oh, yeah. there was a moment. It, it, my the, the four walls of my bedroom literally became my prison. And I, I literally was living in my own hell. And I was like, I have got to set my mind on a different path. I have got to do something. And it just so happened I've been praying over this entire time. And I got to share a moment of my faith. I, I prayed for a wife, somebody to love me for me. And honestly, if it wasn't for her coming into my life and that, that answered prayer of her, I would not be here on the Battle Podcast. I would still be in Southeast Kentucky. Now, that's a fact. But I want to share something else. We have a lot of guys in today's culture and society, specifically around the 35, 40-year-old age gap, that aren't taking risks. They are caught in the mundane systematic procedures that a lot of people tell them to do. They're like, they're like lemmings falling off a cliff or they're doing whatever they've been told to do. And they're not willing to take that risk. They're not willing to set a goal for themselves. Well, the other, a boundary. the other part of it, we're going to be real, Joe, is that why should they? I mean, if they're sitting at home and they're comfortable and mommy and daddy are going to let them, you know, shack up in, in, in the basement or up in the loft and they can play video games all damn day long and, and and, you know, not have to pay rent and mom is still cutting their steak and washing their laundry. <laughs> I mean, this is a reality of what we're facing with with some young dudes out there it's, right now. It's more truer yeah. than you think. And oh, you, yeah, it's very true. I mean, I can speak to it from my Sorry, uh, John, I know you were going to go on a tangent, but. Uh, no, it's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just want to tell you coming back. Go ahead. Welcome, bud. No, um, no but, but seriously, this is uh, something that I dealt with a lot before I moved to Maine, before I got met my wife and everything like that. That was a huge thing. Like John was saying, I was relying on my parents way too much. Like if I needed money and I didn't have it at the time, I was, I was relying on them and that sucks. And like the, the, now that I've learned what I've learned, what I did in the past. And like, I had like loving parents that would take care of me financially and help me out whenever I needed it. You know, I, a lot of things I've learned while here in Florida that just, I'm so glad I can learn it on my own without having to worry about someone else taking it and doing it for me. What's well, like flipping a switch, right? Exactly. In that yep. moment. And you know, the thing is you walk in confidence. That's the difference. This is what a lot of young men listeners don't understand is, is that when you finally get up off your ass and you go get it, now you walk in tall in confidence because you're doing something. Well, something I, that matters. I had nothing else to lose. Right. You think about it. I had to flip the switch. I had nothing else to lose. I mean, I was already in, in my own hell, wallowing in my own misery. Mm -hmm. I would have given anything if I had been able to have a situation where I could be on my own and be self-sustained. Mm -hmm. And it, there, it, my whole situation is extremely complex, but the, 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 the switch had to be flipped for me. And when that happened, everything in my life, all I had to do was take that one step, take that one step into that door. That, that's, 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 that's the hard part. That's, that's where the, the power fear. comes. That's, that's the fear, that's, dude. That's where the power comes in. And that one step that you take, that moment when you step outside of yourself and you said, I'm, when you get to a point where you're like, I'm sick of this shit, I need, I need exactly. to do something. Something's got to change inside of you, you know? And there are a lot of young guys that, you know, I hope there's a lot of young guys listening to this podcast. I if you're listening so. to it right now, I mean, it's okay. You know, we all get scared. We all get nervous. We're all, you know, apprehensive about what's going to happen. But let me tell you something. The hardest thing to do is taking the first step. You know, it's kind of like we joke around about the gym and everything. The hardest thing is just getting there, right? Yeah. Right. And it's not, it, once you're at the gym, I mean, let's keep it real. You, you're there, you're going to do something. You want to, yeah. Yep. But it's getting there that's the toughest part, you know? And we can make all kinds of excuses, and I've been there, done that, right? But there are guys right now that are so entangled in fear and complacency right now. Insecurity. And insecurity 
that they are just sitting around waiting for this shit to happen. It's not going to happen unless you get out and make it happen. No. Nope. You know, and no matter how much your mother and your father love you, they can't make things and make life happen and work for you. It's not going to happen. Your, your life is not a cinematic movie. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen. And in depending Hollywood. on other people ain't going to get it. That's exactly you, right. You don't need to depend on other people. You need to be able to lean on other people. Yes. Oh, yes. There's a difference Absolutely. between a hand up and a hand out. Mm. And our culture today has gotten that twisted. Oh, yeah. You know, and we got young dudes out there that, you know, think, well, I, I get the max for the minimum. You know, it's a true story. It used to drive me batshit crazy. My kid would go over and do stuff for his granny. And my I love my mother-in-law. She's a great person. She, you know, she's, she's loved my kids, done a lot for him. But, you know, he would go over and do the minimum work and she'd give him the maximum pay. And I used to tell her, you're teaching this kid wrong. You got him picking up sticks and vacuuming a car and you're buying him a $65 video game. And he thinks that he's done something. And the problem is, is we've got a full-blown generation of dudes out there thinking they done something and they ain't done shit. Right. Okay. And that's the reality of it. And I'm not saying it to put anybody down or hurt anybody's feelings, but somebody's got to be real with these dudes. You haven't done shit until you step outside of your mommy and your daddy's house and you start walking tall on your own. You have not done anything. <laughs> dude, we got 40 year old guys that haven't even pushed a freaking lawnmower. Right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and, and, and the bottom line is, is too, like we talk in our generation, we always talk about video games, video games. Oh, it's a video game. No, listen, there's nothing wrong with video games. You, you could be a grown man playing video games as long as video games are not the center of your life. Right. You know, as long as it's not, you know, taking precedent and you're not laid up in a, in a, in a you know, in a damn basement somewhere yelling a ma to get you some Cheetos and some <laughs> code red Mountain Dew. Oh, God. <laughs> you well, know? Moderation <laughs> is key. You know, that's a big problem. Bring, bring me the elements, mom. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's yeah. a big problem too is the fact that by Rainbow. doing, by doing that to the kids, we are setting them up for failure. You're right. So they think, why am I going to go get a job, make $9 an hour and getting really nothing out of it when I can just go over to grandma's house, vacuum her car, pick up some sticks and make 65 bucks in, you know, in half an hour. Right. So they start thinking that this is what I'm owed. This and is the problem what I'm is, worth. Is that, and the problem is in my mother-in-law's mindset was that she was going to give them the money anyway. Right. So to her, it's like, you know, I'm going to give it to them anyway. Yeah. I just wanted to do something for it. So you, you can understand that to yeah. some degree. Yeah. But the problem is, is they're get, putting in minimal effort and getting maximum reward. Right. Let, and, let, uh, let me paint a picture for you. You're talking about $9 an hour, right? Yeah. Let me tell you what my dad did for $9 an hour. He was two miles underground in Appalachia running a roof boating machine in a coal mine. Oh, yeah. If you don't right. know what a roof bolting machine is, mm -hmm. Google it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And that's what my dad did for $9 hey, an hour. That's not one of your frozen Klondike things and all that. You're not setting us <laughs> no, up for something, no, are you? Roof, no. A roof bolting, okay. you have to stabilize the roof in a coal mine so you don't get a collapse. Oh, just making right. sure. Yeah. Just making no. sure you're you not setting good, You make a good point, though, Joe, because you know what? Your dad was there because he had a, a wife and he had a family to support. Exactly. And he did what he had to do to make it happen. And he never complained. Right. And he wasn't and, waiting. And whether it's nine bucks an no hour, choice. five bucks an hour, a hundred dollars an hour. Yes. If it puts food on the table and a roof over the head, you do what you got to do. And you it, get up off your ass and you do it. And he was in a climate that was just harsh. I mean, you have coal dust flying around. You have machinery that can blow up at any moment. High voltage wires running around. The roof could collapse mm -hmm. in. He saw many of his coworkers die from roof fall collapses. Mm -hmm. Running on a roof bolting machine for right. nine bucks an hour. I mean, for nine dollars an hour. Mm. No, he didn't. It wasn't for nine bucks an hour. It was for food on the table and roof over the head. Damn That's straight, it was. It was. That's it exactly what back. My dad is you know? awesome for that. Well, just to switch it up just a little bit. You know, we're talking a lot about work, 
right. know, what are you waiting for, you know, for money and for this and everything pays, you know, has a price. Well, what about your overall physical health? Right. Or even, you know, if you're struggling with an addiction, what are you waiting for to change? And yeah, nobody's going to change it for you. You have to make that happen. Yep. You know, if you're trying to be the best you you can be and trying to help yourself out, well, and make you're going to have to do it. People that make excuses never succeed. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or blame other people. Finger pointers, you ain't going to get it. Yeah. you Because you know what? I'm just going to put this out there for the dudes <laughs> listening to this. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could tell me all day long, well, he did this and she did that and I didn't. Who, who cares? Yeah, you you didn't. You, you got to do this. Mm -hmm. If you want shit to happen for you, you got to do something. Yeah. You know, you can't keep waiting around. You know, one of the things that I was uh, always taught when I was young, and, and I love this saying, things in stagnant water die. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Things in stagnant water die. I mean, you got to be moving. That's it. Yep. You know, regardless... And, I, and Joe, you made a very good point. And I think it's so important for younger guys that are listening to this, taking the first step and the next step and the next step. And you know, it's a process. If I didn't, yeah, I would not be and, here and on this podcast. And you didn't have what you have today, right when you walked out of your parents' house. No, you but had to I, build it. It was blind faith. Yeah. I right. went, I went on a notion that this is for, this is, this is going to be for the betterment of me. And I put all of my eggs in one basket, no pun intended, right after Easter, a couple of weeks. <laughs> but the, the thing about it is, it, it, I did not, I can't see the future like God sees the future, but I had to take that one step. You can't see the finish line. The fact is, if I didn't take that step, you know exactly where I'd still be. Yeah. The thing is, is you can't see the finish line. You have to take the step. And if to. you don't take the step, you'll scariest, never. It was the scariest moment and season of my life. Yeah. If you don't take that step, you'll never see the finish line. But I faced that fear head on. There you go. Well, it's just like you, Mike, when you left Maine, mm -hmm. you oh, packed up your entire family, you, you <laughs> everything you knew, everything you've known, everything you were... His friends, uh, everything. Yeah. yeah. And you, a leap of faith, man. Yeah. That's how I always keep saying it every day. The leap of faith that I made. And I, I've actually thought about it more and more. And I, and I actually brought it up a couple people. That, uh, you know, I may have left my family, but I got a family here. So right, you guys are absolutely part of it. And, uh, you know, everything I got going on right now, I wouldn't change it for anything. It's actually made me stronger than what I'm at now and what I was in the past. Um, stronger in my faith that I've ever been. And as Josh said last week, damn it, Josh said last week, I'm probably in the best shape of my life I've ever been in. But uh, no, but seriously, um, <laughs> you do look good. I'm, I've been busting your chops. I'm proud of you. I, I'll make sure to put a video out on Facebook. No, yeah. um, but I, no, but John's absolutely right. Take that I mean, shirt off and show that chisel. <laughs> show that chisel. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Um, but yeah, so enough about, but pretty much that was one of the biggest things I ever did was a giant leap of faith. I left my family. I left all my friends. I had so many contacts in Maine. It was like, it was absolutely the definition of a leap of faith. I didn't know anyone in Florida. Well, I mean, look at your situation now too. I mean, you're a father, you've got, you know, a hundred kids over there. At least, 100. you know, you, you, you got a good job now. You're making good money. You got mm -hmm. a great family. I mean, yeah. so all those things that, you know, the dependency you once had, now you're totally independent. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know? as far as the as far as the job goes, I mean, I kept the same job. The only yeah. thing that's changed really is the friends and the relationship and being not freezing my ass off in February, <laughs> January, February, okay. March, and April. No, no, let's not lie. May, June, and part of July. <laughs> Quick yeah, question we'll for you, Mike. How how old are you, Mike? I just turned forty. Okay, yeah. it's July. interesting because uh, that's that seems to be that period that most men face thirty five to forty, like I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're you got to walk in that door. Oh, yeah. And I think that that does appeal to a lot of our audience that listens to the battle. They're in that moment. They're in that decision and they're scared to take the next step. Oh, yeah. And and that's that's what this podcast is about is that 
we've got wisdom here that we're trying to share with other people because as you pointed out, I was right at 40 when I did it. You know, oh, I, yeah. I left a job making good money, paycheck every Friday. You knew it was coming. It was security. It was comfort, you know, to go into a job that's all percentage based. You know, if the customers don't pay us, I don't get a paycheck. It was terrifying. But I knew something had to change. It was I the wanted, best thing that ever happened to you. Oh, yeah. I wanted to spend more time with my kids and that wasn't going to happen where I was at. You know, so you, you face the fears. You take well, the and you step. Don't re- you don't realize too, you know, when you think about back then, the poison you're letting in your life. Yeah. And it can come in the door through a job. Yep. That can just make you miserable and mm-hmm. then it bleeds into the house. Yeah. You know? And so you making that change has definitely done a, oh, yeah. a huge difference for you in that area of your life, you know? That's it, man. I mean, John, you you made a change too, didn't you? I mean, you brought it up in our men's group when I first met and heard you for the first time on at, at the church in the men's group. You pretty much you left a great job for you know time, more time with the family, isn't that right? Yeah. Well, back in the, when I first got into, yeah, I left. <laughs> I left a job when I was in Oklahoma. I left the job and made twenty eight thousand dollars left less a year mm-hmm. to make a change because I wasn't happy in the in the in the job. And I'll tell you what, it goes back to what you were saying, Joe. I mean. Candy was the one that looked at me and said, do it. Because yep. if she hadn't have said that to me, I would have done it. Yep. Same thing with my wife. My wife said the same thing. She says, go for it. Because I was like, I got to be a provider. I got to, you know. And she said, no, they don't treat you right. You're do, not happy. Do you know do who it. that catalyst was for me? My father. There you go. You know what he said? He said, I'll get, I'll get the U-Haul for you. Yeah. I'll help you. There you go, boy. He was the go only one. My mom was like, oh, she was, dude, she was uh, hell off the hinges. Oh, you can't do this. Your medical insurance and all of this and all of that. And I'm just like, what in the world's going on? And yeah, my dad, my dad, my dad got the U-Haul. My dad helps me drive down here on a one night. Nice. Overnight. It's crazy. I was going to say, he saw, he saw what you were seeing. That's why he did it. And he saw the potential in Alex. He saw that, that, that she was going to be exactly the caregiver that I needed. Well, he loved you enough to let you go. Loved you enough to let you go. I couldn't have said that better. And that, and that, that's, that's what we got to do. I mean, guys, I mean, the, the bottom line, when we're sitting here thinking about this as we're doing this podcast, and I think that the, the title is so fitting. What the hell are we waiting on? What are you waiting on? You've got to take that first step. You've got to make a decision. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I am sick and tired of this shit. I want to change. I need a better life. I want a better life. I want to do better. I want to be better. I want to give more. I want to do more. Y'all remember back in 1995 when I looked at myself in the mirror before I joined the United States Army, when I saw that person staring back at me, it scared the shit out of me. Because that person, for the first time in my life, I didn't know who he was. And I was not happy with where he was going. And I remember making that decision. You know, I've got to change something. I've got to do something. What am I waiting on? I'm waiting on everything and everybody else. And guess what? My life is just passing me by. So I had to make the biggest choice, the biggest decision in my life. I got on that plane and I flew into Texas and I flew into Kentucky. That's right, Joe. I was in Kentucky, Fort Knox, Kentucky. The two hills there I remember to this day is called misery and agony. And I grew up and learned how to be a man running up and down those hills. I can tell you right now. But I had to take that first step. I was scared. I was paralyzed by fear. But you know what? I decided one day, I said, I just got to break free of this. I've got to go see if there's something better, something greater for me outside of this place. 
It was the best decision I'd ever made in my life. The best decision. And I look at it now and I think, all the things that have come out of this, I got my wife and my children and my career and my life. And yes, I'm going to say this. I found my faith. And you know what? That's the most powerful thing that's ever affected me in my life is that I was able to step outside of my surroundings and step outside myself. And I found the one thing I was looking for my entire life that wasn't even hiding. It was God. And that was what I needed. I needed more than anything. Because I knew that no matter what I did or where I went, he would always be with me. And some of you guys right now, you're paralyzed by fear. You're afraid to get out there and just do it. And I hope that this podcast today encourages you. Make the first step. You know, make the decision today to stop being the boy and become the man. My son always asks me, Dad, when am I going to be a man? When am I going to be a man? And I always tell him, son, when you can step outside yourself and it stops being about you, that's when you know you're becoming a man. And let me tell you something, friends. When you do that, well, that's where the rubber meets the road.